break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 23rd of June. 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, and today... On the show, we want to talk about a very important issue, and that's whether or not any of the proposals coming from President Biden around gas taxes will actually do anything to improve the plight of those struggling to pay at the pump. As fuel prices approach record highs, President Biden is now calling on Congress to enact a gas tax holiday to lift the federal tax on gasoline and diesel fuel until September. Biden's actions are part of a desperate bid by Democrats to get a handle on inflation before the midterm elections, where weakness in the economy is expected to hurt them at the polls. However, an examination of the facts reveals a gas tax holiday is unlikely to truly offer major relief, if any at all, to working class people who are in need of said relief. The facts also reveal that behind the do-nothing policy on prices at the pump, is the fact that the Biden administration and both parties in Congress are unwilling to take on price gouging of corporate America to deliver real relief to Americans struggling with inflation. Gas tax holidays are not new. In fact, they're almost always proposed every time prices start to get high. And sometimes they're enacted. And they almost never have much of an impact, primarily because the percentage of the cost of the price of gasoline that is related to gas taxes is, in the first place, negligible or relatively negligible. According to the New York Times, the federal gas tax is less than 5% of the cost of a gallon of gas. According to the Wall Street Journal, it's 3.7% of the price of a gallon of gas. The journal notes that one report on lifting the federal gas tax for three months found that, quote, the president's proposed three-month suspension would save Americans an average of $5 to $14 in total. $5 to $14 in total over three months. The New York Times estimated that if you own a Ford F-150 and you drive a thousand miles a month, you'd save $9. So in the context of rising prices and stagnating wages, clearly Biden's plan basically is going to get you a coffee and a couple sodas when you gas up. Now, Biden supporters might argue that he's also calling on states to lift their gas taxes as well. Now, that is, of course, highly unlikely to happen in any sort of uniform manner, and also states don't all have the same gas tax, so the impact of that is very hard to determine. But let's take a little look at one random state, Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, if you lifted the federal and state gas tax, the average price of gas would go from about $4.60 to about $4.24. So that F-150 owner we mentioned earlier would end up with about $18 in savings in a month. So, I mean, okay, hey. We all love an extra 20 bucks for sure, but realistically, is that a major relief for people struggling with inflation? The bulk of the price of gas, as you might imagine, is based on the cost of oil. 
It's about half of the price of a gallon of gas. So the only way to truly address the issue in a way that's really going to help people struggling with gas prices is to address oil prices and or oil company profits, which is, of course, an easier issue for the U.S. government to control, the oil company profits issue. Obviously, the overall issue affecting oil prices is the war in Ukraine and the U.S. and EU sanctions on Russia. And in addition to that, further sanctions the U.S. has levied on major oil producers like Venezuela and Iran. So if Biden wanted to reduce gas prices, ending the U.S. policies of sanctions around the world would certainly help. But we can safely assume that he will not do that. The other issue is oil company profits. Now, to understand this, we need to understand the structure of the gasoline market a bit. Most gas stations are branded, you know, Exxon, Chevron, and so on and so forth, the major oil companies. But most of those companies, or those companies don't own most of the gas stations. In fact, they're really just franchising and licensing their name to the bulk of the gas stations. So about 54% of gas stations are single owner operations. The next biggest subset of the market, about a fifth of the market, is dominated by larger companies with 500 plus stations, which tend to be companies like Wawa and Sheets and so on. The markup on gas is fairly low, so gas stations are aiming essentially for volumes of sales and really to get you into the convenience store portion of the gas station to buy things, which is more profitable for them. And of course, they have to purchase gas basically ahead of time. So if the price of oil goes up and the price of the gas they buy then goes up, they're going to increase their prices to make sure that their profit margins don't erode, that they're making basically the same amount of money that they were making on the last batch of gas they brought in. This is the reason why many experts think the full value of the gas tax repeal won't even filter down to consumers, that ultimately gas stations are more likely to just leave prices high and pocket the difference to get higher profit margins on a relatively low margin business. Or in other words, in that mythical Oklahoma gas station, rather than lower gas prices by 38 cents, they'll just keep the 38 cents, or at least 29 cents. So this brings us back to the major oil and gas companies, most of whom are making record profits right now. So if you really want to bring down gas prices, you could make them use some of those profits to ease prices or at the very least stop raising them. And the easiest way to do that would be to enact an excess profits tax. That's just a big one-time tax on money that they would make this year. Right now, the big oil companies are spending huge amounts of money on stock buybacks. Exxon has tripled its share buyback plan to $30 billion this year. Chevron is spending $10 billion. And they're doing this because higher gas prices are bringing and higher oil prices rather are bringing in significantly higher profits. Companies do these share buybacks because it makes it more attractive to hold a certain stock. People who take the buyout get more than what the stock is worth, and people who continue holding the stock see the price boosted since there are now fewer shares, so every share is worth more. Most stocks are owned by the super wealthy and large private equity funds and the like. So stock buybacks are essentially just huge payouts to the ultra wealthy to induce them to use their huge amount of wealth to hold X company stock. And this is where the excess profits tax comes in. As we've reported to you before, analysis done by the Economic Policy Institute has detailed how about 54 cents of every dollar of inflation is going to profits. So if you know the government is going to take more of your profits, you immediately have less incentive to raise prices to increase your profits. Second, it increases the likelihood that in order to increase the volume of oil and or gas sold, another way that you can also keep your profits margin up by taking more of the market share, an oil company or a gas station is going to be more likely to try to price things in a more competitive way. 
Exxon, for instance, might say, okay, rather than give $30 billion to investors, I will use a good chunk of that to eat the increased cost in terms of oil production and so on and so forth. And then I'll sell gas to the Exxon franchises at a lower rate. Then the franchise can lower prices and take more business from the Chevron station down the road. And that means ultimately they're going to buy more gas from us, Exxon. So in other words, an excess profits tax just reduces the incentive of oil companies and gas station owners to increase prices, and it also makes it more likely they might try to decrease prices to steal a march on their biggest competitors. You will, however, notice that no one in Congress or the White House is proposing this, because an excess profits tax means the ultra-wealthy will have to take a hit. Not much of one, but they'll have to pay up a little bit more. And as Congress has shown throughout the past two years— There is no appetite to make the ultra-wealthy pay a dime more in taxes, no matter how important the cause. They wouldn't do it to have enough money to fix all the bridges and dams that might collapse. They wouldn't do it to clear the public housing repair backlog and expand affordable housing. They wouldn't do it to provide free community college. And they aren't going to do it to save you money at the pump or at the grocery store or anywhere else. Biden's gas tax holiday should just be a reminder that the people who run the country care far more about the rich than they do about you. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 